This is Off the Record with Big C and Slim Nick. Well, of course, actually, uh, again, Shaggy, it's not Slim Nick. It's Big C here, episode 18 of Off the Record. Welcome to everyone. Um, Slim Nick being still in um, recovery mode, shall we say. Um, the stricken Nicholas. Uh, I'm welcoming him back, my uh, my buddy Pete. Uh, prog Pete, Proggy Pete, whatever you want to call him. He's an advocate of prog rock, so I call him Proggy Pete. Well, or Stinky Pete, I suppose you could be if you really want to. Uh, due to his, uh, well, well, we won't go into that. Um, but he's kindly, kindly offered to stand in, stand in for Slim Nick. Um, and welcome. He's, he's pretty much the same as Slim Nick is Pete. Just a bit posher, because well, he because he went to a, a top grammar school uh, in Essex. <laughs> you go to a grammar school, that's posh, isn't it? Like I did, yeah, yes, yeah, posh. Yeah, posh. <laughs> but uh, yeah, welcome back. You came on yes, a, a couple of weeks back, and uh, yeah, thanks for stepping up. No, um, what what you been up to? Anything exciting? Uh, no, not well. Apart from having surgery uh, in between uh, the uh, last time and attending a child's wedding, you know. Went to one of the kids' weddings, uh, went to hospital, had things cut out, and um, I'm now in recovery too, but I'm pretty well recovered. But you're fit here and ready. You, you I'm, probably, I'm as ready as I'm ever going to be at my age. You've probably been to a few weddings, haven't you, to be fair? <laughs> yes, I have. Yes, I have. Judge, judging by the number of offspring. Um, but again, we won't go into that. No, let's not um, go into that in any detail. No. Well, of course, Spurs. Spurs. Yeah. Pete liked... Slim Nick isn't a Spurs fan, but he's a he's a Palace fan. But um, I'm Spurs. Pete Spurs. I a am. good win, opening game of the season. Thing. It was it was a surprise. But then I looked back through the statistics and thought, well, why was it a surprise? Because we usually beat them at our place. So um, yeah, it's um, um, you know, given all of the uh, given the summer we've had and all of the stuff rumbling around in the background um i think we should be uh, i think we should be happy and i think we've got a good quite happy and i think we've got a good squad so we'll wait and see get a few more deals over the line and uh, decide what's happening with um he who should not be mentioned uh and um we'll, we'll go from there you mean harry kane it, yeah that was the one here's the story I'm, of I'm the sure harry I, kane who man the authorities came to blame i'm sure our american listeners will know all about harry kane i'm sure they will. I, only the greatest probably well one of the greatest strikers in the world at the moment um yes. and uh he, he's a bit upset because he's not been winning any trophies so he wants to go to uh, a rich uh, club in Manchester and uh, stand the chance of winning trophies because, you know, they're owned by a gazillionaire. Well, they're owned by a state. They're owned by a state. There you go. Basically, uh, it's the plaything of a nation state. So, uh, yeah, they've got a few quid, but ultimately they've got no fans and it's all a bit plastic. So, anyway, there we go. I feel sorry for the... City fans were around when Franny Lee and Colin Bell were playing because they were proper footballers and they were a proper football club then. But hey, you know, let's not offend the City listeners. You know, no. Yes, yeah, it's a shame though, Kane. He seems to have upset a lot of Spurs fans. Um, yes, including me. Including you, fair <laughs> enough. Okay. Um, 
I just think it's, a lot of it's read, led by the media and uh, oh, but and terrible advice from his brother who shouldn't have been anywhere his agent the, yeah his I agent mean, you know what the heck's that about yeah. if you ever wanted proof that you don't work with your family then uh, this debacle this is, is one a of classic them. example yeah. yeah absolutely anyway enough talk about Spurs even though we did win our first game this season ironically against Manchester City <laughs> where <laughs> Harry Kane wants to go <laughs> yes <laughs> and they played how many times at our new stadiums, Manchester City, and haven't not alone, let alone haven't won a game. In fact, we've won them all. We've won them they all. Have, they haven't actually scored a goal. No, it's twelve nil. Twelve. Oh, nil. That's not a bad. That's, that's not a bad <laughs> general <laughs> a- aggregate score over. That's a pretty good aggregate score. Yeah. That does include the matches at Wembley. But uh, yeah. So um, right, and actually, about, I think it might be twelve-one. Didn't they lose four-one? I think the first of those games they lost four-one. I, think I, they can't, I one. can't remember. You know more than I do. Know. We won. I'd have, I'd have to check with Stato Sam. He'd know all of the all of the details. Okay. Yes. Top right. Top. Let's on to the subject matter. Um, we're not doing a chart this week. I mean, we were originally planning on doing it uh, if Nick were around. Um, but you know there is well, we could have done a prog chart maybe. From the, from the 1970s, but I'm not, well, sure, I'm not sure there is one. Um, <laughs> I'm maybe is. there is, like a, a Dutch prog chart or something, <laughs> with, with focus and, and golden earring maybe featured. And brain box, yeah, there's your three. Are, are there any others? No, no. no. Um, so maybe next week we'll come back to a chart when, um, when off the record, maybe going on a European tour. Or not, but more of that, more about that at the end. Sounds fun. Um, but we're going to tonight discuss cover versions, covers of songs. Now, um, great ones, uh, better than the original versions, possibly, uh, just ones that you prefer. I mean, obviously, there's a bit of subjectivity about it all. Um, ones that artists have really made their own. I mean, I. What are you? Are you a covers man generally? I, I, yes, I like I like covers, and um, it wasn't difficult picking my top twenty, top twenty-one actually, because yeah. it was. Um, yeah. And I, but I made some decisions about what not to include because there's so many things that actually are covers that you know the list could be literally thousands and thousands of things. Yes. So I kind of had to go. Well, I'm not going to include any of that lot, and I'll maybe explain that in a minute. But you know, yeah, um, yeah I love a I love a good cover, especially be... especially if it's really different from the original. Well, that's yeah. something I was about to say. I mean, what what do you look for in a cover? Is it uh, something that is completely different? Yeah, yeah. to to the yeah, original, yeah. to the original. Yeah, absolutely, gives it a, a completely new sort of take. Well, as, as an well. example. As an example, uh, you know, an example of something that I wouldn't ever choose would be Metallica's version of Whiskey in the Jar. Because... By it, Thin Lizzy. It, yeah. It, and Thin Lizzy's is a cover of some Irish folk song, isn't it? Yes, exactly. So, yeah. But 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 Whiskey in the Jar is just a louder version and a more clunky version of the Thin Lizzy version with not such good guitars and not such good singing. And so you go, well, okay, fine, but it doesn't, it does nothing to the song. It's just the song done by a different band. So yeah, so it's got to be different for me. Oh, well, that, that makes sense. I've got, I've got a, a few of those, I must admit, but I've also got a few in, but we won't go through mine. 
We'll go through yours in a second, I think. Probably the best bet. Run through yours. I'll probably interject with, uh, oh, yeah, I love that one. I've got that in my list. I might surprise you. You never know. But <laughs> as you hinted at off air beforehand, there probably quite a few, maybe not that many, you think, more that you I won't have in my list than well, you've only got. Only because... So- you know, you've known me long enough to know that my thing is rock music. Um, and actually, on this occasion, I've picked some stuff, not very many, but I've picked some stuff that isn't rock um, or is only vaguely rock. Um, and certainly in my top five, I've got two, which I guess knowing me would be left field uh, in terms of uh, in terms of what you know about my general musical mm. taste or lack of it. You haven't, you haven't got any sort of Greek dance music in there or something no, like that? No, I've got no Greek dance music. I have, I've liberally interpreted the principle of the cover um, song. Um, so there's one where I've gone, yeah, I'm going to put that in just for the hell of it, um, and I'll explain that later. But I, for me, and I don't know what you did when you did yours, so apart from this thing about it's got to be different, I also made the decision right up front that I was going to leave out all of the kind of white guys interpreting 1940s, 50s and 60s black bluesmen. So, you know, because if you look at Led Zepp 1, Led Zepp 2, Led Zepp 3, Arthur Eric Clapton's output, Early Stones, John Mayall, all that lot, basically they did Sonny Boy Williamson and Robert Johnson and Brian William McTell and Muddy Waters. I've got a couple of those in there, but basically I've just ignored all of that lot. Um, and I think what I've also probably managed to do is to offend a lot of Bob Dylan and Simon and Garfunkel fans um, by saying that the cover versions are better than the originals. Well, it's funny you should say that. It's funny, funny you should say that. I'm not going to comment about Simon and Garfunkel because um, I mean I'm not I'm not really a covers man generally. I I, I suppose I'm a bit old school. I, I generally like the original versions that are done. Yeah. Um, and the you know the original composer mainly, um, and their their own interpretation of their own songs. Mm. Um, so Paul Simon, although I suppose he doesn't sing on his own on a lot of them, does he? A lot of them are done by Art Garfunkel, but I mean he they, they sing them in harmony and they're great songs. Um, Bob Dylan, however, is another matter. I mean th- this is someone that does actually appreciate Bob Dylan. I know a lot of people don't. Nick's being one of them. Uh, he can't stand Dylan. Um, I know we had Styling a couple of weeks ago who stood in for, for Nick and yeah. he, he he actually loads Bob Dylan as well with his whiny voice and you know that, that sort of thing. <laughs> That's an impression of style doing an impression no, of very good. Bob Dylan. <laughs> <I'm impressed>. um, <laughs> well he tried an English accent for us the other week actually as well, yeah, which, right, wasn't, that. Yeah, which yeah. wasn't too bad to be fair. Huh? Um Bob Dylan, however, I you could I think actually I could probably do a whole show on Bob Dylan covers that are maybe better than the originals. But that's of course it's only that would be the case. It's only subjective, of course. But I I do like I do like I do like Bob Villain Bob Dylan's uh interpretation of his songs. But I mean I'm looking at my list here. I don't know about your list there without giving anything away, but I I can probably see one, uh two, three I probably got half a dozen. They didn't probably all make my final twenty in the end, but I probably got about half a dozen Dylan songs oh, that I actually prefer. 
I actually prefer, yeah, but actually in my list, I've probably only got a couple. Um, oh, actually, maybe three, maybe three. Two well, the fact Dylan is, and I was having this conversation with Wyatt, and I'll mention that because I've got some things that he kind of added, which I thought were quite interesting. Um, but I was having a conversation with him this morning because we were talking about this whole thing about covers. And one of the things he said was that, working in the music industry it was really interesting to discover things that are covers that he didn't even know were covers so you know so just assuming that it was the it was the song and then and, and then it was the cover song but we fell to talking because i was chatting to him about this knowing i was doing this tonight um and we were chatting about dylan and i think we both agree you know dylan great poet great wordsmith but lousy singer and terrible guitarist so it's kind of like you if you take the if you take the the, the, the spirit of, of of what he wrote, which he, which is brilliant, you know, all his you know his writing's great, but then someone else does it in a way which doesn't have that whiny voice and you know, sub and, Joe and harmonica and, and the harmonica as well. <laughs> and the harmonica, well, harmonica's all right, but only in safe hands like Neil Young's. But <laughs> yeah, but it was okay. interesting. Yeah, I let you. I let you then run through. A few of yours then. You say, did I uh, did I hear you correctly to say that you actually had put them in order? So you actually got them from twenty to one, I, or you just got I had, no? I've 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 I put the top five down straight away because they would always be my top five, and then I went through all of the other ones I was thinking about, and then I kind of put them down in approximate in approximate order. So they're roughly they're roughly my top my top. See, I'm going to have to put because I I've just got twenty. Down here, well, I've got more than twenty, but I've narrowed it down to twenty. Right, uh, the, the top ones. Um, I just put a tick by the five. I think are probably the best ones. Oh, well, but well, uh, well, another well, interesting well, point you made there before you carry on with your list. Um, yeah, songs that people assume are their songs, and that's what I mean. They've made it their own, basically. Haven't they? Well, it was interesting. And you don't even that, know. No, like, well, Wyatt pointed two out. He said that. Um, uh, Rage Against the Machines version of Maggie's Farm. He had no idea that that was a Dylan song. Right. Um, and then also... And it, he um, knows his music as well, doesn't he? Well, he does. But um, And then there was there, um, Behind the Mask by Eric Clapton, which is a Michael Jackson song. <laughs> See, I didn't know so, that. So I thought Clapton, I knew a little bit about music. But Clapton covers Michael Jackson. Um since you've been gone by Rainbow, Russ Ballard. Is it Russ oh, yeah, Ballard? yeah, I did know that. I did know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, Alone by Heart. That was one of the other ones he had. But then the really interesting one, and I, I mean, I, he's told me this before. Um, but the really interesting one was um, ZZ Top, um, the song "I've Got to Get Paid," which is a cover version of a nineteen eighties hip hop song about a drug dealer who sells his drugs in cigarette lighters hence 25 lighters on the dresser if i've still got the lighters on the dresser i haven't dealt any drugs so it's a hip-hop song which billy gibbons took and went no blow that i'll turn it into something which is what it is and it's a great song but yeah. i mean i had no idea that was a cover nor did he and you know that's so it's, it's on your list interesting stuff 
Well, it's not on my list, but it's. I just thought it was interesting to share because it's that we there was no. this whole thing about. It's weird though. If you is it? I wonder if, if people hear the, the newer version first, and that's a lot to do with it. They hear the newer yes. version first. That's what they think, and yeah, sure they that. don't necessarily admire. And a lot of them might be the Dillons. I mean, a lot of them were like probably the, arguably the, in my view anyway, the better Dylan songs are like probably in the early to mid sixties. Yeah. And you probably heard them by other other bands or other artists a lot a lot after that, didn't you? Um, a classic example of one, and Nick again, Nick knows his stuff. But I mean, in the late sixties, maybe early seventies, he heard a song by the Carpenters, right? Called Ticket to Ride, and he loved the version. Yeah, I, I mean, I've heard it a few times. And at that stage, I mean, he was you know probably still in short trousers. Um, yeah, he didn't know it was a Beatles song. So when he listens back to it, you know, it's difficult to sort of think of that's a Beatles song when, in fact, oh, that's a Carpenter song. The Beatles are doing the, you know, so. But, that, I mean, that's a really interesting one, isn't it? Because, I mean, that's not on my list, but I do love the Carpenters. I think, I mean, Karen Carpenter's got a voice to die for. Um, Absolutely. And, Favourite um, favorite female voice. Yeah, well, yeah, she's in my top two or three. But she's, um, but, but their version of Ticket to Ride, I absolutely love. And it is so different from the Beatles' original. Mm, you know, absolutely but, different. But, and yet they both stand on their own two feet. So it's one of those examples where it's a great cover, but it hasn't tried to be the original. It's a reinterpretation of, mm. and that's why I love it. It's not on my list, but um, I do I've just it. seen. I've just seen another here. Barb. Barb has said, uh, I saw Bob Dylan in concert in 2016, and he only did one of his hits, but he changed the music to it, and it sucked. Yeah, I was sadly underwhelmed. Well, there we go. There That's we go. It's everything official. We need, everything we need to know about Bobby. Barb in Toledo. It's official. Bob <laughs> Dylan sucks. <laughs> Style will be will be pleased. <laughs> I, I love a bit of Dylan, the early dinner. I love the blowing in the wind and the Although Stevie Wonder did a good version of that as well, but I don't tell you who else did a really good version of it, and that was Neil Young when he last toured the UK. Or blowing in the wind. You did blowing in the wind, yeah. Yeah. yeah really some good. some songs I prefer by Bob Dylan. I yeah. mean, blown in actually times there are changing. I like Dylan's version of that. Yeah, that's and I like and I like blowing in the wind. I do. That's one of the ones I like. She belongs to she belongs to me. Is it? Yeah. I mean, there's a number like that. Maybe like a Rolling Stone. I don't know. I, my favourite Dylan is Hurricane by some distance. Well, oh, from the seventies. Yeah, very man. contemporary. Anyway, I'm let's. A, I'm let's, a seventies guy, aren't I? Let's delay no further. Tell me, no. tell me who you got. What have you got? And right, I'll see okay, whether so, I agree with any of them. So this is my. This is number twenty-one of my list of twenty. I should make a note <laughs> of these, really, shouldn't I? Yeah. All right. So um, my twenty-one on my list of twenty is uh, this flight tonight by Nazareth, Nazareth. Uh, as originally recorded by Joni Mitchell. Uh, totally different rendition of the song. Uh, and actually, she appears more than once in this list. Um, mm. And, um, yeah, uh, I, think it's, uh, I think it's a really good cover. It's a good rock song. Um, I love the words. Um, yeah, and, I, and I, really like, I really like the version. So, yeah, that's my number 21. It goes really rocky at one point, doesn't it? Like yeah. a real sort of 12-bar-y sort of yeah, at one point, absolutely. doesn't it? Yeah, yeah absolutely. 
Yeah, I yeah. can't imagine Joni Mitchell doing that, actually. To be no, fair. well, Joni when, tended not to rock that way. You said Joni Mitchell's. You said Joni Mitchell you mentioned twice, or you've got a, a couple of. I've, I've got another a couple of Joni Mitchell another, songs. A couple of Joni Mitchell songs. Yeah, yeah. Okay, because um, I I nearly put one of hers in. Um, oh, I'd be interested to see if it's the same one. But yeah, I won't say it now. I'll let you say. But yeah, this fight tonight, good song. 73, 74 time, was it? Or was it 75, maybe? Mid-70s, no, I think, probably, 70, anyway. I think it was 74. I think it was off. 74, okay. Off louder, I think. I can't remember the album. I can't remember Yeah, the yeah. I'm not a huge Nazareth fan. I just like, I've never seen them live. But, no, yeah. he had a funny voice. Dan McCafferty, wasn't it? Yeah, was, uh, yeah. He was, they were at Reading and they were brilliant. Um, but, um, you know. I think they're a big hit over here. Over, over here. Uh, in America, I should say. The biggest thing over here. I think Hair of the Dog was a big hit over there. Yeah, Hair of the Dog. Yeah, that gets played. That still gets played in the radio quite a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Anyway, so, yeah. Okay. okay. Good song. Good rock song. Um, so, uh, number 20. I love rock and roll. Ah, Jane now. And the Black yep. Hearts. Originally and Arrows. Arrows in 1975. Yes. Yeah. And it's a great song. It's, it's everything that a good stomp along rock song should be it's simple it's an easy riff it's got a great chorus it's just a really great song mm. it's can't, I, can't I, argue i love it i think it's can't, really good. can't argue with that joan jett um in the in the runaways she was do you remember the runaways before yeah they did cherry bomb didn't they they did ch- 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 cherry bomb yeah <laughs> i remember when i because i was uh i'm sure you know i was Big into punk in the 70s, uh, mid 70s, yeah. early 70s. I think one of the early American singles I got was by the Runaways. It's called School Days. Yeah, School Days is a good song. It wasn't Cherry Bomb, it was School Days. But yeah, Joan Jett was in there. But Arrows, yeah, it's a funny one. The Arrows are like a, a boy bandy sort of glammy sort yeah, of. Yeah, weren't they kind of vaguely. Three piece like band. Sweet. Yeah, nine, they were along that. Or they that, that kind of glam. They were one of those bands that had their own TV show at one point as well. Really? Think, yeah, they had their own. Like Mark did, Bolin. Really? Mark. Yeah. A, a very sort of camp program that they had. It, it I, was. I know literally nothing about them, Carl. I just. I, I, I was... All right. Okay. Well, the Arrows. Yeah, I remember. I think the singer, maybe the guy that wrote it, uh, died uh, fairly recently. I mean, I say fairly recently with COVID, it all seems to have yeah. gone any out the window, didn't it? You don't know. I mean, any time since 2016. Yeah, know. exactly. Right, Arrow, you've done your research. I like that. Well, you know, you've got to, haven't you? Um, right, so, um, number 19? Yes, number 19. Okay, number 19. I've, I've cheated a bit here, so I'm going to fess up to cheating. Um, so, number 19, I've chosen The Hunter by Free. Okay. But I also love the Judy Zook version, which Nick will be happy about. Nick will be um, very happy. He's a big... she, which she does on um, her uh, the Road Noise album, uh, live album, which is fantastic. And she does the Hunter, and it was always her closing track when she played live. But I but the, but I got into it through Free, um, and I love Free. Paul Kossoff, Paul Rogers for me is the greatest voice in rock. Um, and uh, and and Paul Kossoff is just a brilliant guitarist. They were just a great band. Originally recorded by Albert King in 1967 on his album Born Under a Bad Sign. Oh yeah, I remember that. Good album. Well, that was where a bluesy album, wasn't it? 
Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, Definitely blues. Really, yeah. So the hunter in your research, the hunter. Mm. Which album is that on then? Do we know? Fire and Water? Um, um, yeah, it, it, it's, it's not free at last. It's either Fire and Water or whatever the previous one was. I can't right, remember. Okay. I can't remember. No, I no did, worries. I didn't do that much research. Oh, you've done enough. <laughs> you've done enough. But it's on um, it, It's on their... Um, I'm just greatest, testing you, that's all. It's on their Greatest Hits album. I know that for sure. Um, okay, so that's number 19. Number 18... Theme for an imaginary Western. Now you've lost me. Which is? Theme from imaginary Western. Theme for an imaginary Western. Okay. And the cover is by one of my prog um, fences, Greenslade, from their album Spyglass Guest. We're delving, it, we're delving down a prog wormhole here, Colin. I'm, okay, I'm, okay. I'll, I'll say I prefer the original already. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, what did you say? The original was really interesting. Yeah. Because the original, it was written by Jack Bruce and Pete Brown, and it was re- and it was on Pete Brown's album Songs for a Tailor, which was released in 1969. But the prog f- era. That was, but it was taken by... Leslie West and Felix Papaladi, and it was made famous. The song is made famous by Mountain, and if you talk about theme for oh, right, okay, it's always Mountain, but it isn't actually a Mountain song. It's Jack Bruce and Pete Brown. Okay, but, but the version on Spike again, it's this whole thing. Theme for Imaginary Western by Mountain is a great kind of dirty, rocky, bluesy thing, but 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 on the Greenslade one. It is kind of it's proggy, so it's got that much more proggy sound about it. So, so how many are we talking about? We're talking about Green. So the original one was by um, Pete. The, the song Brown. Was written, the song was written Jack Bruce by and Pete Brown. Jack Bruce and Pete Brown, and it was and recorded originally. Song from a ta- songs of a tailor. Yeah, songs was, for a tailor. Yeah. Songs, songs for a, songs of a tailor. Yeah, songs okay. Tailor. But it was made famous by Mountain, and it's been played by it, like Mountain's greatest hits, which is one of the albums I've got. It's you know it's the closing track. It's their theme. theme but Greenslade, but Greenslade did, did it in nineteen. I can't remember when. They, they they had four. They only did four albums. There was uh, Spyglass Guest, Time and Tide, um, Bedside Manners are extra. Oh, and I think you're showing off. You're showing um, off with your Greenslade down. Sorry, don't you? No, it's, one of those <laughs> it's a, a problem. Yeah. <laughs> right. So that's, so that's number eighteen. That one wasn't on my list. I must. I, I, I did tell you. I you thought did that say that. Yeah. <laughs> I did warn you. <laughs> okay, so there we go. We moving on. Yeah, go on. Yeah, number seventeen. All right. So number seventeen, uh, rainy night in Georgia. Rainy night in Georgia. Okay. Okay. Now the the version I absolutely love. So this is my cover. Is by Anna and Milton Popovich. So Anna Popovich, who is one of the wave of brilliant female blues guitarists, and she's Serbian, lives in the States. But her father, Milton, or Milutin, um, had a Fender Strat and played back in the days when it was he was in Yugoslavia under the Soviet Union, 
rock music was, you know, frowned upon and banned. Um, and he learned to play the guitar by listening to Radio Caroline or Radio whatever he could get his hands on. Yeah. Um, and um, Pirate Radio. Pirate Radio. And um, she has made a very successful career as a guitarist. I mean, if you watch her playing Jimi Hendrix's Red House on YouTube, she's absolutely fantastic. Um, but she always wanted to record an album with her dad, and her dad said, no, 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 no. And eventually she persuaded him. And they brought this album out um, called, I think it's just called, I, I, I can't remember. But anyway, um, but her, it's a beautiful, beautiful rendition of Rainy Night in Georgia. Originally um, performed by Tony Joe White and Ray Charles, but it, okay. was, made, but it was made famous in the 70s. The one Randy, Crawford. Randy Crawford. That, yeah. So that was a name I, that came up to me when, I, when oh. you said Rainy so, Night in Georgia. Again, I'm thinking it's, it's one Randy of those things. Crawford. It's one of those things where everybody thinks it's a Randy Crawford song, but it's yeah, not. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. it's Ray Charles. That's it, it's it's so annoying when that happens, though. For the artists as well, surely. Yeah, yeah sure. There, well, there was a classic. I'm, I'm I'm talking Dylan again here, but when um um uh, Simon Cow on the X Factor or the whatever it was called, yeah. Um someone would do a version of Adele. He'd call it Adele's make you make make me make me feel your love or make you feel my love sorry right. um adele's make you feel my no it's not adele's it's bob dylan having said that i prefer adele's version to dylan's but that's another well, matter well you would wouldn't you because adele's a spurs fan so uh, you know. well that that helps but <laughs> exactly. also, also she can sing her and baby um, <laughs> right number 16 we've got we've done um yeah Right. Rent, okay. Rent, cool. Number 16 is my massive cheat. Okay. Oh. So num number 16, I've done three for the price of one. <laughs> There's a reason for this. Okay. So the, the cover, right. So the, the band yes. is Manfred Mann's Earth Band. Okay. I know what you're going to say here, I think. Okay. What am I going to say? Are you going to say Blinded by the Light? Well, that's one of the three, yes, because Blinded by the Light is originally Bruce Springsteen, Springsteen of off Greetings from Asbury Park. His first album, yeah. yeah. First track, I believe. It is. First track, first album, yeah. uh, 1973. Um, but obviously, Manfred Man's Earth Band's version is about a billion times better. But then they also <laughs> did uh, Dave is on the Road Again. Uh, yes, another good it, song. Which is a great song, and that is um, John Simon and Robbie Robertson, and it was on John Simon's first album. So they were the band, or Robbie Robertson was the band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then the other one, which I love the story behind it. So the other one is the Mighty Quinn, which is was you know Manfred Mann circa Do Wah Diddy, and then became the staple and it was always the the encore number when earth band played like i saw earth band heaven knows how many times in the 70s um yeah. and it was always their their encore number but it's interesting because the mighty quinn is a dylan song yes quinn the eskimo and, right but do you know where the quinn the eskimo comes from this is a great story no tell me okay so basically he's hanging he's only played it live for six times himself in his whole career did he play it well? Yeah, he obviously wasn't a fan. <laughs> I had no idea. Of course not. It was Dylan. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so he's staying in a hotel with 
um, uh, Grateful Dead. So it was him and Jerry Garcia and a few people from, from Grateful Dead. And yeah. somewhere up the... Um, sounds, like a, sounds like a shit night out. It's Graham, it does, it's like. Graham would be very happy with it. It's a terrible night out. So, uh, yes, he's having a shit night out. And, yeah. um, and staying somewhere in the same hotel is Anthony Quinn. Okay, yeah, okay, Quinn. about the noise. Yes. So he, they refer to him as the mighty Quinn. But right. the reason it's Quinn the Eskimo is because in the film The Savage Innocence from 1960, uh, Anthony Quinn plays Inuk the Eskimo. So hence it okay, is Quinn the, the mighty Quinn. Now see, there's a little piece of information you didn't know. No, I didn't. I didn't know all of that. But so there we go. So the mighty Quinn did make my list. Yay! enough, <laughs> mighty <laughs> Quinn. As I said, I've got a few Dylan songs where I, I prefer um, the covers. Yeah, uh, and that's one of them, uh, the mighty Quinn. So um, have you got the Manfred Mann version. I've got the Manfred Mann version, yeah. So the, the, the Do-Wah Diddy version rather than the... The Do-Wah uh, Diddy uh, version, yeah. It was yeah. slightly after the Do-Wah Diddy. Um, yes. Do-Wah Diddy, I believe, was about 64. Um, I think Paul Jones sang with them with Do-Wah Diddy. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, he definitely did. It's another great blues rock singer is Paul Jones. Yeah, he is. Um but yeah, then they uh, he left. I think when Pretty Flamingo was rocketing up the charts, he decided he'd had none of that. He didn't want any more of it, and he wanted to probably go bluesy. Yeah. So uh, that's when Mike Mike Darbo came in, and he's he's a singer of the Mighty Quinn. And Mike Darbo wrote a song which may well be mentioned later on, which was covered by a number of acts. Oh, I, can, I can say it now if you like, actually. Yeah, I'm not go. sure what I put in my. It's one that Sarah, my wife, as you know her, um, sounded a bit sordid, isn't it? As, as you know her. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it was her birthday today. We just come back from a meal, actually. Oh, and I was talk, talking about this. And she said, uh, and she mentioned this song, and it was uh, Handbags and Glad Rags. Oh, great song. Yeah. Uh, and she mentioned the Stereophonics, of course, who did do a version. Um, but it's been done by a few. I mean, if, a lot of people think, stereo, oh, yeah, 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 handbags and glad rags. Rod Stewart, isn't it? Yeah. Rod Stewart's song or a Faces song. Yeah. And sure enough, they did do it, yeah, but it, it wasn't. But it a very good version to get, but it's a great song. It's yeah, difficult it not to do a good version of that. Yeah, it's also the theme tune for The Office in the UK, actually. I'm not sure. Who, I never saw, so I have I'm not. not. I'm not sure who recorded that. But also... Um, it was recorded originally by Chris Farlow. Ah, oh, was it? Okay. Who did the, uh, of course, Out of Time? Yeah, Jagger, right. well, yeah Jagger right. Richards song. He made yeah. that. He made that big. Yeah, he did. Should have could have put that in the list, really. Chris to Farlow be honest, have, Chris Farlow should have been much bigger than he was. He's a, he was a great singer out of yeah, time. Great but in yeah. fact, the song was written. By Mike Darbo. Now, is the thing about from, Mike Darbo? Did you know that Mike Darbo was? along with Ian Gillen and the uh, not very lamented Gary Glitter, a.k.a. Paul Gadd, uh, was on the original recording of Jesus Christ Superstar. No, I didn't. Yeah, Mike Darbo is, I can't remember whether he's one of the priests or whether he's Peter, can't remember, I've got it somewhere, but he's, uh, yeah, he was on the original Jesus Christ Superstar. Mm -hmm. There we go. A lot, of, 
lot of these people, like David Essex, was he in that one as well? I don't know. He was in a lot of those. He was in Godspell. Godspell around that era, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah it was all the same era. But, uh, well, anyway, yeah, you definitely cheated. You had three man for man did, earth I, bands I, in there. But, you know, I, I did warn you I was going you to. Had a, you had a reason for it. Okay. I did. There was, right, I number, was number 15, moving on, moving right. on. What you got? Uh, this one's easy, Woodstock. So this Math- is the, Matthew Southern Comfort. No, no, not no. that version. I, I love the Matthew Southern Comfort version. I think it's brilliant. But the one I've chosen, and again because of this criteria about Cros- it being very different, Crosby's Cros- yeah. National Young. Yeah, okay. Got deja vu. And I love that version. It's much dirtier. It's much rockier. Um, it's much more up tempo. I mean, I love the Joni Mitchell version, and I love the Matthew Southern Comfort version, but I, the, I, I've chosen the, uh, the, the the CSMY version. Matthew Southern Comfort was actually a big hit in the hit in the UK, wasn't it? It was number yeah. one yeah. Uh, in seven, 1970, I think. Yeah, that was Crosby Stills Nash. Probably wasn't even released as a single, was it? No, no, no. no. no, no. Just an album. It was. It was an Deja, album track. Deja Vu. Yeah, yeah. As Nick, Deja. as Nick and I would call it, a deep cut. A deep cut. Yeah. A deep a, cut. Along with almost cut my hair. Yes. Um, so uh, anyway, so yes, that's my number fifteen. Okay, we'll stop. Okay, good one. Number fourteen. Yeah. Um, this is to upset the Simon and Garfunkel lovers. Uh, Sound of Silence, the Disturbed version. Okay. Yeah, that was I've. I that is completely different, and that Disturbed version definitely got a, an honourable mention in my in my list here. Um, very haunting version. Yeah, it's beautiful. Um, and very powerful. I love it. I know my buddy Mark loves that, loves that song. But I do like the original as well, to be honest. Um, I love the original. Love the yeah. original. I love Simon and Garfunkel. But I just thought, it, you know, but, it, it, it matches my thing about it being really different. Okay. But then I suppose it then comes out, so are we choosing that? I mean, if you had a straight choice, which one would you choose? Oh, the original. Okay, fair enough. We we concur, although I agree it is a great, great cover version, and it's completely different. Yeah, to, totally. to the uh, to the Simon and Garfunkel song. Okay, Disturbed. See, I recognise a few of these. Yeah, thirteen, thirteen. Um, cover version by Roxy Music. Ooh, uh, okay. The only one I'm thinking, the one I'm initially thinking of is Jealous Guy. No, that's we're talking uh, earlier. That's Lennon, isn't it? No, yeah. later. Later than Jealous Guy. Um, well, I think it's later. I think it's off. It's either off Manifesto or it's off uh, Flesh and Blood. Okay. Well, uh, um, well, eighty-one would have been um, Jealous Guy after Lennon was shot at the end of eighty. Yeah. Um, and I. I didn't I didn't like Roxy Music's version actually. I mean it's okay, it's a great song, obviously, but it's a great song, but it, yeah. it just lost its sort of edginess, I thought. It's just a bit sort of smooth around the edges version of but, it. But uh, Roxy, Roxy went from being an art house rock band to being yes. a lounge band, and that really was a trajectory that Brian Ferry took them on. But yeah. somewhere in the middle of all that, they then did Flesh and Blood, which was basically disco. So they they kind of I, I like Roxy in that. They always pushed the boundaries and tried something different. Um, what was the song? Yeah, I think we got that yet. Okay, Eight Miles High. Eight Miles High by the Birds? Yeah, but the Roxy version. Mm, okay, I presume then it's another different, because I don't think I've heard the version by it's, Roxy it's, Music. It is, it is different, yeah. 
Okay, I'll have to it's dig it I mean, out. It's recognisably the song, but it's yeah. um, it's it's a it's a very different rendition. Interesting. Eight Miles High is a great song. I love oh, the birds. Well, I love the birds. I mean, love the birds, the birds generally. But uh, well, driving yeah. driving in the summer with the windows down. What do you want as accompaniment? You want the birds, don't you? I mean, it's yeah, kind of classic for that uh, for that sort of uh, scenario. Them and Credence. So, oh yeah, definitely. Um, I've got a bird song in my list later. Excellent. Good. Okay. Right. I can guess which one that might be. Yeah. Twelve. Uh, Twelve. Um, this is another one from my kind of delving into the music I love. Uh, this is Slow Gin by Joe Bonamassa. Oh, okay. Joe Bonamassa is right. I think he made um, Nick's top five top iconic guitarists. Yeah, he made my he made my um, as well when I sent the list. But as I said to him, I, it's, it's maybe that's just more of a guitarist's well, he's, I mean, angle he's, for it. Obviously. He's absolutely brilliant. And I mean, if you if you really want to go to a good live gig, go to Joe Bonamassa at the Royal Albert Hall. That is basically his home venue, and he is just dynamite. He's absolutely brilliant. I've, I've, Jeff and I have been together three times and I've seen him another oh I don't know half a dozen times no a bit less than that it's another three or four times he's superb anyway so Slow Gin was the title track of one of his I mean he produces about two albums a year he's beyond prolific um but um but Slow Gin was the title track of one of his albums um maybe 20 I've got it 2009 2010 something like that um but originally (laughs) this is good Originally, it was recorded by Tim Curry of Rocky Horror Show fame. Mm. Tim um, Curry sounds like an yeah. ice skater. Well, you must remember you know him from uh, you know uh, the Rocky Horror Show. Yeah, I do. Yeah, and also he was in um, was he in Home Alone two? I think um, he's been in a few things. Anyway, yeah. um, but the song is actually written by Ezrin and Carmen, who are much more associated with Pink Floyd. So it's kind of like a, an interesting. Uh, an interesting um, kind of mixture of people and styles. But anyway, yeah, it's um, the Joe Bonamassa version is beautiful. Okay. Beautiful I'm just going to have to listen to something. So you'll find a lot of mine are just a lot more poppy, I would say, than than yours. But I suppose that's just the way we are, isn't it? Well, yeah, except that I have got a real – well, maybe it's not pop. I've, I've got a couple up the top which you'll go. Oh, right, yeah. I'm going to love them, I'm sure. Right, number 11. Right, number oh, 11. Number just 11. That, um, um, Barb again has said Tim Curry was also in Clue. Yes, yes, he was. There you he go. Was. And Shaggy, Shaggy's given us a message here saying, "Now this is the thing: it's American and, and English." He said, "Disturbed slaughtered that song, in my opinion." Now, does that mean he thinks it's bad? Yes, I think it does. I because I, 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 it's funny when you listen to. I hate to refer him to again, but Simon Cowell on the X Factor, they'll say on any judge on these talent shows, when they say something like, um, oh, you've murdered that song, it, it's bad. But if you say, you killed that, it's it means good. it's good. Yeah. I mean, so I don't understand. No, I'm assuming. Well, slaughtered, slayed. I mean, you know, it's. I'm all- assuming that Shaggy meant it, it's bad from that. But Barbara's come back saying, no, it's good. So well, I, uh, I'm with I'm with Barb on this one. Yeah, but I, I don't know if she's saying <laughs> the song's good or Shaggy means it's good. Maybe Shaggy I'm not, I'm not sends another note. 
I'm not as disturbed fan. I just like that song. Yeah, anyway, yeah. There we go. I'm with you. Number 11. Right, number 11. I've kind of... <laughs> this is my tongue-in-cheek one. Okay, so number 11... Um, madness, is, is it? No, it's Emerson, Lake and Palmer. Okay. Okay, and the cover is Pictures at an Exhibition, all of it, which is a cover of Mazorksky. So, so, so the whole album, basically. The whole album is a cover of Mazorksky's Pictures at an Exhibition, and it is uh, right. absolutely brilliant different rendition. I thought, you know, you can have classical as well, so Pictures at an Exhibition. That's me. That's my joke one, my wild card. Good grief. Okay. You're definitely cheating with some of these, aren't you? Having a whole album in there. Well, but it, it is, it's a piece, isn't it? It's yeah, I know, it is true. <laughs> it's a problem. I suppose saying, any cover, any classical, any classical music is a, is a cover version in a way, isn't it? But yeah, exactly, because it's, you know, if you listen to the Berlin Symphony Orchestra or the London Philharmonic, I mean, you know, they're all covers. Yeah, yeah. I think so, we've but, got it confirmed here. Shaggy says, I don't care for it even slightly. So I think we, oh, we now oh. got to the bottom of it. Well, we'll, we'll agree to disagree with, uh, with Shaggy on that one. Okay, my next one, number 10. Top 10. Um, I've, so what I've done with this was, this is a cover of a song that was originally written by some of the members of the band, but it's done completely differently. So the okay. cover song is Kashmir. Okay. But it's not the Led Zepp version. It's the page and plant plus Egyptian and Moroccan orchestra and choir on the unleaded album from 1994. And again, it isn't, and I love that song. It's my ringtone and it's one of my top two favorite songs ever in all of history. Um, but Zeppelin's one or this yeah, one? Cash, yeah, I mean, Cash, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's my ringtone. Uh, but, um, but the page and plant version. Such a great riff. It, it's a brilliant riff. But the page and plant version is just so completely and utterly different and yet recognisably the song. If you yeah. haven't heard it, it's, it, it's 1994, the album was. It, it's page and plant. It's called No Quarter. The album's called No Quarter. Oh, I know, I know the name of the album, yeah. Right. But, it's, but it's basically them unleaded. It's, so it's, it's when everyone was doing the unplugged albums. Um, yeah. and, uh, it, and, and with this, they, it has this really haunting kind of mystical arabic easterny kind of sound to it it's absolutely fantastic it's a brilliant version okay, okay. the rest are all pretty straight down the line you know number um, nine no, number no jokes number nine uh the guns and roses version of sympathy for the devil which i prefer <laughs> to the stones version i thought you were going to say live and let die no no sympathy for the devil okay um, I like both. Yeah, I, yeah I, and I like both. I probably, I would probably err on the side of of the Stones. Um, and similarly with Guns and Roses, uh, Live and Let Die. Uh, maybe it's different for Simply for the Devil because Live and Let Die to me wings obviously the Paul McCartney uh, song. Um, their version it doesn't really do anything that's different, does oh. it? It's just a straight cover with a whinier voice, basically. Yeah, I, lo I love um, the, I love the, 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 the Wings version. I much yeah, yeah, yeah. prefer the Wings version to the Guns It was great with the George Martin production and the yeah, yeah. the orchestration of it was, was, yeah. was good. But, I, but Sim what I like, Simply the Devil, I know that, yeah, yeah. 
What I like about the Guns N' Roses version, I think Axl Rose's voice is good on that, but I like the percussion and I like the way Slash uses his guitar on that. I just, I, you know, on balance, I mean, I like them both. It's a good song, but on mm. balance, I, I prefer You go for the answer, okay. Yeah. All right, number eight. Right, number eight is, I would argue, very probably one of the songs that has been covered more than, and I'm not talking Michelle and, you know, the kind of Beatles stuff. But yesterday. I, yeah, yesterday. Um, no, but it's probably been covered by more than most, okay? So um, it's... I should possible. have heard of this one. Crossroads. Crossroads, okay. Right. That so, was a... I, th- I remember right in saying that that was a Robert Johnson song? Yep, it was a Robert Johnson song. And, and covered then, by Cream? Yeah, Cream is the, the, the one that... And then, obviously, Cream, and then Clapton did it, and then every man and his dog has recorded Crossroads. But yeah. the version I've chosen is... The and Paul Lennon. McCartney did the Crossroads theme, funnily enough. Did he really? Just, no, a bit of a side... Side note there. <laughs> when, the, when there was a sad ending, you know, a dramatic ending, Paul McCartney and Wings version of Crossroads, it was it was tucked, tucked onto the end of the Venus and Mars album in 1975, yeah. But anyway, sorry, I interrupted you there. No, no, it's fine. No, so I've chosen the Leonard Skinner version. Oh, of course you did. It's off uh, One More From The Road. Um, and it, they absolutely nail it. It's uh, it's, and I've seen them do it live a couple of times. That it's brilliant. There, it's they, a, they didn't do it when because we saw Leonard, didn't we? Uh, Leonard, sorry, yeah, Leonard. They, they didn't. They didn't do it. No, 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 no. Okay. No, but for those no, not in the know, they cover. They do that, and they do give me a T for Texas and a T for Tennessee. That's the other cover that they do. Um, but that they didn't do that either when we when we saw them. We saw them because okay. they pretty well stuck to their stuff. But, um, but anyway, yeah. So Skinner's version of Crossroads. Okay, seven, seven. Another one which has been covered by every man and his dog. Um, originally by Muddy Waters. Um, also done by Eric Clapton. Um, but mine is um, the Allman Brothers version of Hoochie Coochie Man. Which is off Idle Wild South or Beginnings. Okay. So these are the, like, the exceptions to not taking the old blues songs. Yes. Well, yes. So Crossroads and Hoochie Coochie. Crossroads and Hoochie Coochie. Yeah. Allman Brothers. Yeah. I know you're a big Allman Brothers fan. I am a massive Allman Brothers um, fan. Well, and I'm a big Leonard Skinner fan, actually. To be well, fair. That's true. But I could have chosen half a dozen. Uh, Allman's blues covers because that you know states for blues and all that kind of stuff it's all, yeah, all yeah. blues standards but uh, no I love their version of Hoochie Coochie Man is one of those songs where I've got it in the car and when it comes on you just kind of go yes this is a, just a great song it's you know, one of those ones that you know sticks in your head so yeah uh, okay so now we're getting to the top end so number six and I I've learned a whole bunch of uh, from this um, the song is Wild is the Wind. Wild is the wind. I Bye. No, hold on. Let me think about this one. Wild is the wind. Would did Bowie do a version of that? Right. Bowie, I thought Bowie wrote it. No, I, I believe no, was it, was it Nina Simone? Well, no. It wasn't even Nina Simone. No, no, hang on. No, no, right. So Bowie did it. And yeah. that's the one we all our generation grew up with the Bowie version. The 70s or 80s, Nina, right? Nina Simone. Did it as well in the sixties, probably. Yeah, 
Yeah, but it was originally recorded in the year of my birth, 1957, yeah. by none other than Johnny Mathis. <laughs> so Johnny you've thrown, Mathis, you've thrown a curveball there. Right, Johnny Mathis, Nina Simone, and Bowie. But the version I love, and Nick will appreciate this, um, is the Joanne Shaw Taylor version. Okay. She's absolutely fantastic. It's off her album Wild, and it's just, it, it, it's the longest track. It's a real, she's got a dirty, bluesy voice. Um, I love her voice. And, um, and, and she's a fantastic guitarist, and it's just a wonderful version of it. Really brilliant. Johnny so Mathis, they, though. Uh, I, I have to dig out that Johnny Mathis version, I think. Johnny Mathis. I can, I can imagine Nina Simone's verse is pretty good. Uh, she yeah. had a great voice. She oh, had a she great voice great, as well. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, brilliant voice. I can't begin to imagine how awful Johnny Mathis's version is. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I, when I think of Johnny Mathis, you think of when a child is Mary's, born. Yeah. Well, sort of, is it Mary's boy child? Isn't it? No, that was Boney M. Oh, was it? Oh, blimey. yeah, yeah. It's just, it's when a child is born. That one that oh. starts him going. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty old, yeah. pretty old, yeah. whichever it is. You better cut that out, Shaggy. <laughs> cut that out. Um, okay, top top five. Top exciting five. time. Top five. Okay, so there's one of my curveballs. So um, I have time to mention some of mine, but we'll see. I'm yeah. going. Yeah, we got loads of time. Yeah? I'm yeah, going with. Um, I'm going with uh, Killing Me Softly. By the Fugees. By the Fugees, which I absolutely love. It's a now, I've, yeah, I love the I love the original song, definitely. I love the original song as well. I've got the Roberta Flack. It is Roberta Flack. Flack. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's Roberta Flack. But I just love the version the Fugees did. It's fantastic. Someone offered that as, a, as an option uh, earlier on today. I think it might have been Bart again, actually. Um, yeah, or was it? It might have been a flatmate, it might have been Becca, right? Uh, roommate, but yeah, Killing Me Softly by the Fugees, yeah, great song, Killing Me Softly, yeah, yeah, yeah. It might have been Becca, it might have been uh, Barb, but yeah, okay, the Fugees, yeah. good song, good choice, good choice, but it's not in my list. So we haven't got many in your list, then, have we? When we're no, running, we're running no, out you're, you're right out. Yeah, you're I'm running out. Hate, you're this is hate good. My lot. From the listener's yeah. point of view, this is interesting, isn't it? You'll, you'll hate my lot, though, because they're all no, sort of, I'm, you know, sharp no, 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 no. hits and uh, whatever. But, yeah, I, I, at least I do know the vast majority of these. I struggle with theme from imaginary Western. You need to do your research. Like Green Slate, yeah, so, I know. Listen with that, forget the Green Slate version. Listen to the Mountain version. Mountain, that's the okay. One that knows. It's a great song. All right, I've written so much stuff down here about these songs. <laughs> I've, I, Anna and Milton Popovich was not. Oh, you've got to listen to Anna Popovich. But you've got to listen to Anna Popovich. Some of her early albums, she is brilliant. Love her to bits. I've, I think I've got everything she ever recorded. She's fantastic. Good um, stuff. Right, four. Number four. Right, this is this is the one where everybody goes, no, 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 the original is better. No, it isn't. Okay, so this is Little Wing. Okay. okay. Um, Which is a Hendrix song. Yeah. But I'm going with the Derek and the Dominoes version. 
which on, is on their only album on their only album which is totally and utterly different to the point where when i heard it and then i heard the hendrix version i thought well this is the same title but this cannot be the same song because mm. it's so it's so different it's so i was different. talking to my brother about this last night because i went around there um i went to see my dad and i went i went and saw jeff in the evening for a couple of hours and i was talking about doing this and we were chatting about this and, and he said Stevie Ray Vaughan. And I said, well, I love the Stevie Ray Vaughan version of Little Wing, but it is basically the Stevie Ray version, the version. The version, uh, version of Jimi Hendrix's Jimi Little Wing. Jimi Hendrix. It's okay. just a blues standard, whereas Derek and the Dominoes t- takes it in a completely different direction, and I love it. And I, when I first heard Later and Other Love Songs back in, I don't know whether it was 74, 75, that was the track I liked most. It was the one that jumped out at me. Oh. Well, that's what you should go for those. They're the ones you should have in there. Derek, you can help me out with this one because I'm always out, Derek and the Dominoes. Um, I'm always having this debate with uh, Style, uh, who was on the show a little while ago, because um, he's always playing Layla. And, and I know he always says it's by Eric Clapton. Uh, and he does claim, apart from the unplugged version, yeah. which is definitely Eric Clapton, yeah. that he does another a version of his own. As an under Eric Clapton, as you know, rather than Derek and the Dominoes, are you aware of this? No, as I am as... the only. The only. I mean, I've heard him play it live. He yeah, played Layla when I saw him at the Royal Albert Hall in the nineties. Yeah. Um, but um, but I, the only version I know is the unplugged version. Okay, that's what I was thinking because it's, it's Derek and the Dominoes. They did a truncated version as a single. They, well, was they had huge. to because the, it was uh, too long because that little and a half minutes, end part. Yeah, 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 sure. Okay. Yeah. That'll do me. That'll do me. Right. Top three, Tom. Okay. Number three. Upset the um upset the Simon Garfunkel fans again. Oh, it okay. Is, Interesting. It's Yes's version of America. Okay. Well, America by Simon and Garfunkel. Off the album yesterday's America by Simon Garfunkel is probably up there as my top of certainly second favorite Simon Garfunkel ever. Well, it's, my, it's, my, it's my first favorite Simon Garfunkel. Yeah. So to, 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 to think that yes could do a better version, I can imagine no, no, it's completely different. It's, it's again, if you listen to it. Yeah. It's the core of the song, but it's taken in a completely different direction, which was my criteria for choosing it. Yeah, that's fine. It's, they, it's totally I, different. I think they did a version of a Beatles song on, on one of their earlier albums, actually. Um, yeah, they did. On Was it uh, What You're Doing? Uh, or uh, one, of those, um, one of those earlier... I can't remember it. No, I can't. Is it, is it on um, Time and a Word? It might be on Time and a Word. Could be. I'll have a look. I'll, I'll message you later. You. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sure they did a, a, an old Beatles song. As you can imagine, it's difficult to get a Beatles song that's better done as a cover for me. Well, that's interesting because one of the other songs I considered putting on was the U2 version of Elder Skelter off um, Rattle and Hum, which I love. I think it's a great version. Yeah, true. But then Helter Skelter for me, it's probably not one of my favourite Beatles songs anyway. I mean, I... It's well, good. It's great, but yeah, you know, I, I, you know, it's not, it's not up there with a lot of their classics no, for my, no, no, in my no, opinion, anyway. I like, I, I do like the, the U two version. So. Come on in, top two. Right, if you can rattle through mine. If you don't have the number two, I'll be amazed. So number two, all along the Watchtower, Hendrix, Dylan. I do indeed have 
all along the Watchtower by Jimi Hendrix. Um, I mean, that's that wins when when they do it on Planet Rock and other places. And you know, greatest greatest uh, cover it, it wins nine times out of ten. And that is one that is better than the original. Oh, by a country mile. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the Dylan version is all right. Mr. But Mr. Zimmerman again. Mr. Zimmerman. He, he and his frame. Well, I've, <laughs> I, I've got another Dylan one, actually, in there, and another Hendrix one. Oh, 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 okay. Okay. Cool. And now, 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 because you haven't got it in your list, I have to wonder about it. Tell me your number one while I look that up. But my number one. My number one is Summer Breeze by the Isley Brothers, which is a On my list. That was on my list. Definitely on my list. Yes. And it is, for me, the greatest cover version. I absolutely love it, and I play it to death. And the long version with, I mean, they were... They were a really interesting band, the Isleys, because they could properly rock back in the days when most bands like them were wearing, you know, matching spangly suits and doing a dance routine. They are proper, proper musicians. And that version is wonderful. I absolutely love it. I play well, it. So I, couldn't, I couldn't agree more. Seals and Crofts version. It's, I mean, again, Summer Breeze by the Isley Brothers, I heard before I'd heard yeah. the Seals and Crofts version. Yeah. Um, and I, that does help. I mean, I know I, there was, um, a, you know, the, the band Poison? Yes. They did a, a song called Your, Your Mama Don't Dance, but yeah, she right. sure can rock and roll. Your but, Mama Don't Dance, Andy. She can rock and roll. But, yeah. you know, I hear that one, I think, yeah, it's a good song. And then it's, it's, not, it's not an original. You know, it was by Loggins and Messina. Kenny Loggins and Jim uh, Messina. Yeah. But, yeah, great song. That is definitely in my 20. And I'm glad I checked what I was going to say. I'm not even going to say what I was going to say about Hendrix because I made I would have made a complete fool of myself. <laughs> um, so we'll forget that. What you I did have... <laughs> I did have All Along the Watchtower. Nick is a great fan of Summer Breeze as well, actually. I know. It's just if, if he's watching from his sick bed, um, he hasn't commented at all, so maybe he's fast asleep. Bless him. Okay, yeah, good lot. I, I had uh, the top two in there, and I had uh, I had the mighty Quinn. Was that it? I probably got three. I told you you wouldn't have many. <laughs> no, I did, and you obviously similarly. Of course, you did have many. I had a lot of others that I've mentioned already, like Live and Let Die, but I haven't put that in my list. Right. But it and it because it because of that very reason it wasn't a, a different version, right? I would say let, I'll leave my top one, two, three, four, five. I've got six definite classics here at the top, okay. maybe maybe seven. The bird song that we were talking about, and these are in no particular order, okay. uh, is of course Mr. Tambourine Man. Yes, wonderful song. That is such a great song. Yeah. And it's such a great song by the birds. And to have their jangly 12-string back yeah. it is guitars, um, just perfect harmonies. I suppose it's difficult for Dylan to harmonise with himself, to be fair. Um, well, it's difficult to sing for him, actually, isn't it? But um, that's another matter. Uh, so Mr Tambourine, yeah, good song, great song, certainly in my top. 
So a bird's, seven or eight. Bird's version, a bird's version of a Dylan classic. Indeed. But, you know, the birds made their, yeah, made, made their life, made their uh, career out of doing birds covers, didn't they? They did. Um, yeah. Trying to think even the follow-up. That, that was uh, all I really want to do was a Dylan song as well, Dylan song. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, so there's a number of them. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, now, uh, we're, going, we're going very poppy. I'll do a few of these first. Um, oh, Summer Breeze I had. We'll cross that one out. Um, the Monkeys version of I'm a Believer. I thought that was a Monkeys song. See? Oh. Well, who did it then? I know nothing. It's a Neil Diamond song. Is it? It is. Wow. It's a Neil Diamond song. I mean, they had songwriters for them, of course. Um, yeah. And and allegedly, well, it's allegedly, it's actually true that people to play the guitars for them as well in the first uh, album or so <laughs> until they decided to, uh, yeah. to, to, yeah. to, to play them themselves. But yeah, I'm a believer. Um, that was a, a Neil Diamond song. It's a great song. Brilliant. It is a great pop no, song. A big, great big, pop big, their biggest hit in the UK. It's number one in the UK. Well, I'm a big monkeys fan anyway. I mean, well, so am I. I mean, Daydream Believer. What a great yeah, song that is. It is. Fantastic. Just a, just so, a classic pop song. Yeah. Shades of Grey. Beautiful song. Yeah. I, I think they're su- they were such, I mean, I know they had writers, but they just, I, it was, it was, it was just classic pop, wasn't it? Beautiful. Yes. I, I agree. Um, Okay, I've got another one here, which I don't prefer, but it is completely different, and it is a Beatles song. Okay. Uh, and it was originally on the Beatles album Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. I know what you're going with. You're going to go with Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds by Elton John. I'm not going for Lucy really? in the Sky with oh, Diamonds no. by Elton John. <laughs> but that that was also on a, on a reserve list as well. I haven't included <laughs> that. Um, I don't know. If you go by the theory that people think, oh, that's actually his song. It's a great version. It is a little bit different to the original version. Yeah. I, I don't generally think that people think it's an Elton song, do you? No, 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 no. It's a Beatles song. Yeah, yeah. No. Um, now, this one was Joe Cocker. Little Help From My Friends. With a little help from my friends. I, why didn't I think of that? I love that song. I absolutely love it. It's brilliant. Joe Cocker from 68, I think yeah. it was. Um, number one here. Um, yeah. Completely different to uh, Ringo's vocal uh, on the second track of the Sgt. Pepper album. But Didn't um, Joe Cocker do that at Woodstock? Possibly did. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised, think, to be honest. I think he did it at Woodstock. Yeah. yeah, that was 69, so that would have been yeah. the year after, wouldn't it? Yeah. But yeah, Joe Cocker, I must admit, I'm surprised you did that one in there. Um, if, if I'd thought about it, I would have done You it's would have brilliant. had it in there. It's a right, okay, uh, I've got another... Um, just looking at the time there. We've got... Um, We've got 20 minutes yet, haven't we? Sinead O'Connor's version of Nothing Compares to You. Okay. I um, know that. Who's it by originally? Prince. The original the songwriter is Prince. Is it really? Yes, it is. Wow. Prince wrote a lot of songs. Um, I've never really the other one, of course. The other one, of course, Shaka Khan's "I Feel for You," big number one, Prince song. Is it really? Yeah. Oh. 
But that I'm not so keen on that one. But nothing. Sinead O'Connor's just sort of the vocal. The video was classic. You know, just mm. totally exposed there. Just the face, really singing the lyrics to the song. Great song. Yeah, it's a good song. Yeah, yeah. She's um, a beautiful voice. And another beautiful voice, as you put it. Um, and another song that, and a lot of people will probably hate me for even mentioning this one. I, I think. Um, but it was originally a Dolly Parton song. Okay. And it was a massive, massive hit. And a lot of people will probably don't even know the Dolly Parton version, as sad as that is. Um, it was a big feature in the film The Bodyguard. I think 91 or 92, one of those years. And it was by Whitney Houston. Whitney. And it's I Will Always Love You. Now, it's not up there as one of my greatest songs. Is that Dolly It's a Parton? good... Yeah, it's a Dolly Parton song, yeah. From, mm. yeah, from the 70s, I think. Wow. Yeah, I no idea. Yeah, yeah, it's Dolly Parton I song. Assume yeah, the country version of it, yeah. I assumed it had been written for the soundtrack. No, it's a Dolly Parton song. So that, that was the reason I put that one in there. Um, uh, on a, a sim- similar, solely sort of feel, um, it's the... Originally, BG song. How can you mend a broken heart? Don't know it. Who got the version? Is by Al Green. Is that the Reverend Al Green? Yes, it is. In fact, the Reverend Al Green, not from the Cluedo game, no. <laughs> <laughs> is that Reverend Green? No. Probably not. They got that in, I don't know, in America. It's probably not even called Clue, though. Is it called Clue? It's called Clue. But Reverend Green, yeah. Um, How Can You Mend a Broken Heart? Such a great song. I think, actually, it it featured in Notting Hill. Well, I love Notting Hill. It's a great film. But I do not remember that song. I don't think I've ever heard it. Well, I mean, it must have done if it's in Notting Hill. There was a little little sequence in in the middle of the film where Hugh Grant's character is walking through the streets of Notting Hill over, and it over the, all the seasons, yes, and that's right. playing in the background. Right. Well, I remember, um, I remember that scene because I thought it was clever at the time. But yeah, uh, that's know. that's Al Green. How can you end a broken heart? Oh, and it's no. a Bee Gees song. Uh, I don't know, early seventies probably. Uh, on a similar theme, where the change of style is clearly apparent from the nineteen eighties song by uh, Tears for Fears. Which was covered uh, and was a number one here by um, Michael Andrews, featuring Gary Jules, who did the vocal, and it's Mad World. Okay, I love the Tears for Fears version because that's off Songs from the Big Chair. Songs from the Big Chair, yeah. Which I've got, which is for a pop album, is kind of vaguely proggy. Um, and I, I quite—I think it's a really, really good album, and I love that version. But I, I don't know that—I don't know the the cover. It's version. really, it's really slowed down, basic. Oh, is it the one? Is, is it? Is the it guy with the cap on? But but it, does it sound like it's almost a swing number? No. No, it's a very slow tempo version. You're going to have to listen to it. I am. 
I'm not going to sing it to you. I'm not going to no, sing well, it to I, you. I, I wish you would, because that would, that would <laughs> be a lot better. But uh, anyway, moving on. <laughs> um, I'll tell you what, it wouldn't make you feel better. <laughs> um, <laughs> some, a couple of others here that were, again, pretty different, uh, was a version of an, an old song by the Zootons. I'd say an old song, probably in the 2000s. It was on there. It's a big fan of the Zootons. No, you weren't a fan. No, I said some of my kids were. I know nothing. Yeah, yeah, the Zootons. Um, And the song was Valerie. Okay. And uh, Amy Amy Winehouse did a version of it. Right. uh, With Mark Ronson. I think he produced it. Uh, That was a reasonably sized hit as well. But again, it's, it's different, completely different styles, you can imagine. Amy so Winehouse. Who, to the, so who wrote it? It was a Zuton song. It's a Zuton song. But yeah, but Amy Winehouse, but Amy Winehouse is a version right, that okay. I've chosen. Okay. Not yeah. that I prefer it. I prefer the Zuton's version every day of the week. To be honest, to the rockiness of it. Yeah. But that it's a it's just, it is a great song, and that and it's a well known, not by you so much, obviously, but uh, it, it is a it is a well known song. Um, another one I've thrown in here is "Step On." Do you remember the song by uh, John Congos in the early seventies? He's going to step on you again. Oh, I, right, yeah. So he had. I'm going to step. That was on the radio. I heard that a couple of days ago. Um, so to- he, I'm going to step on you, and then Tokoloshi Man. Tokoloshi Man, that's the one. Yeah. But the the Happy Mondays to the version. I don't know whether you're probably not a Happy Mondays fan. I'm not a huge. <laughs> you're twisting my melon, man. You're twisting my melon. I'm not a Happy Mondays fan, but I have step to say, on. I've seen I've seen Bez on a couple of things, and he was hilarious. So. Uh, you know, I'm a great fan of Bears, to be honest. But yeah, the Step On, good song. Um, what have we got else? Well, actually, probably have to call it a cover version. And it, again, it's one of those, I think they've made it their own, was Soft Cell's Tainted Love. Is that not their song? No, it's not their song. It was um, it was an old song by Gloria Jones, who um, I think was Mark Boland's girlfriend, wasn't he? The one that drove him into the tree in the mini in the sixties, Gloria Jones. <laughs> <laughs> not, not a way to remember her. Not a I way thought, to remember her. I thought that I thought her name was Marsha. What is what the one that was I driving thought, the car? I thought the one who was driving the car was Marsha. She had big frizzy hair. I don't think. I so. may be wrong. I did, you I, may I, be wrong. I, I may be wrong. Entirely possible. Don't quote me on that. No one's watching don't this anyway, so we'll be all right. We'll be all right. No one's watching. <laughs> No one's listening. Um, so I thought I'd better include Tainted Love because that was a massive, massive mm. hit. Um, and then we've got all along the watchtower I gave you. I couldn't not have the song. Again, it's one of those artists, I think, that I would prefer songs sung by somebody else along right. the Dylan. Uh, uh-huh. And that is Leonard Cohen. Yeah. I said, okay. And um, it's Hallelujah. I was going to say Hallelujah. Because when Jeff I was talking Buckley. to Jeff, he said the Jeff Buckley Hallelujah. The Jeff Buckley, absolutely stunning cover version, I think, of Leonard Cohen's song, Hallelujah. So I had to include that one. Um, these yeah, are like the real top ones. Oh, I Thought the Law was a song originally by, um, it's written by Sonny Curtis, uh, The Crickets. Yeah, that's right. Cricket. And done by, um, done Bobby, by the uh, yeah, but Bobby Fuller 4 had a hit with it as well in the mid-60s. Right. Um, 
and then the Clash did a version in the very late 70s, I would yes, say. And, and um, their version is fantastic. It's a great version. So, I, again, I had to include that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, one, one I'm sure you'll love here, uh, and it is a cover version, and everyone thinks it's his song. Well, no, it's not really his song. So what am I talking about? Because he never used to write songs. And it's one of your favourite artists of all time. It's Elvis. Oh, yeah, of course. course. I, I, I knew, I knew, knew that there was going no to way I was going to get through this without the bloody pub singer. <laughs> and Blue Suede Shoes, which, of course, a Carl Perkins song. It was and, a Carl Perkins song. And, and uh, Elvis. Carl Perkins song was, version was way, way better. Well, I, I, debatable, <laughs> debatable, but Blue Suede Shoes I had to put in there. Sorry, um, going back, did you know that um, the other person who does a great version of um, Alleluia is um, Rufus Wainwright? Yes, I've heard that as well. Yeah, that it, 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 I saw him live a few years ago. At, um, it might have been at Nebworth. No, um, it was somewhere. No, um, what was that place in North London where they always used to do the classical concerts? Kenwood. Kenwood, oh, which we used to go to in the 70s. And he played at Kenwood, Kenwood. and he was absolutely fantastic. And he did a great version of that song. Wasn't that a food mixer, Kenwood? It was, but it was also a stately, <laughs> it was also a stately home somewhere near Archway. <laughs> and there was another version of Hallelujah, I think. Uh, well, it's been recorded by loads of people. Kate McKinnon? Yeah, Do you know that? Now, Barb mentioned that earlier on today. That reminded me when I thought of uh, Hallelujah. Uh, and just a few more. Um, I had to have an Elvis one in there, which is Blue Suede Shoes. And I've got to have... I could have a number from this particular artist from Liverpool, um, but probably one of my... Sorry? Little Jimmy Osmond? <laughs> the long-haired lover from Liverpool. Yes. Um, no, uh, and for me, this is probably one of the greatest cover versions ever, and it's the Beatles' version of Twist and Shout. Yeah. Well. Such a... I mean, the, the vocal on it, yeah. the electricity of it. Yeah. Oh, everything well, about I mean, everything was, about that was brilliant. They made Len, it Lennon screaming the vocal. He couldn't yeah. sing all day. Had a bad throat. Yeah. Is milk apparently had a lot of milk and a lot of strepsils that were they were in those days. Throat lozenges. Yeah, could, could only and they had one more song to do at like half ten at night after doing the whole album basically in thirteen yeah. hours yeah. during that day. Monday, and yeah. they had one more and they let's do twist and shout. They did Twist and Shout, and he and the vocal, it's got to be one of the greatest rock vocals ever, I think. Oh, no, absolute, absolutely nailed it. And I mean, if if you say people who don't know, they would never know it wasn't a Beatles song because it absolutely yeah. was a defining moment for the Beatles, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. This is one of the reasons I put it in there. Um, now, what else we've we got? I've got a, a. It's easy to say Chuck Berry, right? And Everyone covers Chuck Berry songs, and there are so many that I could, you know, again, you could have a whole show on those, to be honest. But the one that stands out for me was the Electric Light Orchestra and their version of Roll Over Beethoven. Roll Over Beethoven, yeah. I forgot in, that's in, a great song. In their proggy time in the early 70s. Yes. Um, so, well, yeah, I mean, it, it went on for about eight minutes on the yeah. album. It was chopped probably to about three and a half on the single, but it, it, well, everything going on that on that record. Sorry? Which album was that on? That was on ELO 2. Was it? Yes. Um, but everything's going on on that album. 
on that song, I should say. I mean, it's just perfect version of it. Yeah, uh, I, I've got one, two, three definite mores here that are, I would say are three of my favourites. Go for it. One from another one of my top bands. And this is one that everybody still now assumes was their song. It's the mighty quo, the good old quo. Oh, and, it, okay. and it's, and it's rocking all over the world. Yeah, which isn't their song. No. Which isn't their song. It's a John Fogarty song yeah. of Credence. Yeah. Um, I, I remember getting some a mate of mine from from Buckerstill, our 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 school, our, our joint school, our joint school back in the seventies. Uh, uh, a friend of mine went over to the states. Uh, it's exciting times going to the states, um, all the way over there to the states. And he, I asked him to get a few singles for me when he was there. I asked him to get already gone by the Eagles. And uh, which I could have gotten on the border when I was here, actually. Uh, and I also asked him to get Rockin' All Over the World by John Fogarty because I loved it. Yeah, great. And uh, he brought it back, and yeah, the single came back, and it, has, it just has a hole in the middle of the single. And you have to get a little plastic bit to put yeah. in, I think. Yeah. Maybe that's the American way back then. Um, maybe it still it is. Was over here. I've, I've still got some of those. Yeah, maybe it's like a jukebox thing that you yeah, have. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, but that was yeah, Rockin' All Over the World, and Quo have definitely made it their own. Oh, oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. Uh, um, okay, a couple of other classics for me. Um, this one's a David Bowie song. Um, he offered it to this band when uh, they were struggling. Okay. They were struggling um, for a while, and yeah. they wanted a song. I think they offered him uh, Suffragette. He offered them, sorry, Suffragette City. Yeah. Uh, and um, another one as well. Uh, I think it might have been driving Saturday at one point, uh, late, uh, latterly, but they, they turned them down, but they did accept all the young dudes. Okay. Uh, so Mott the Hoople, yeah. their version of David Bowie's, uh, which is an all right version. I, again, I heard the Mott version before the Bowie. But I do, I do prefer the Mott version to the Bowie version. I must admit. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't really know the Bowie version. I have heard it, but I mean, the Mott the Hooper one is the one that uh, it, everyone knows. Everyone knows um, it. Didn't? Um, oh yeah, I know what you're going to say. Didn't Bruce Nirvana, Dickinson. Didn't Nirvana no. cover a Bowie? Man who sold the world. Nirvana. Yeah, Ma- Nirvana did Man who sold the world. Yeah, yeah on the um, unplugged album. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a great. That's that's a great cover version. See, that should be. That one. should be on the list as well. Yeah, it should be. I've heard it. That should be there. It should be yeah, there. Yeah, we we'll be here for three hours. Um, <laughs> but all the young dudes, Mott, uh, great song. And uh, finally, maybe from this list of mine, then is um, a song, which again has probably had a few covers. Uh, was originally written by uh, Pete Ham and. Uh, somebody Evans trying to think of his first name Tom Evans I think it is from Badfinger okay uh, and it, it wasn't hugely successful as a single it might have just been thrown away as an album track um, and it was latterly it's been recently the version I'm thinking of or that has more recently been covered by believe it or not Mariah Carey not someone I'm a massive fan of. No, I'm not a massive fan, but she could sing. Um, as they say, could sing the phone book, as Simon Cowell might say. 
Um, it's got a set of pipes, that's for sure. But yeah, I mean, I the version I love, and it was out in 71, 72 time. Number one here was Harry Nielsen, and it's Without You. Oh, what a great song. I had no idea that was Badfinger. I assumed that was his. It's a Badfinger song. And if you listen to the Badfinger song, it is it is different to the to the Nielsen yeah. version. Uh, completely different. That but the vocal beautiful. on Without You, for me, is brilliant. Um, that completes the voting for the English jury or the UK jury. Um, I mean, I've got so many down there. I've got the Ramones, I Don't Want to Grow Up, which is a Tom yeah. Tom Waits song. Yeah. Um, more Dylan's, Brian Ferry's version of The Hard Rains Are Gonna Fall. Yeah, I, I don't like that. I prefer the Dylan version. Oh, blimey. You like a Dylan version? I do. I, so, yeah, there's a few, but I do, I do prefer the Dylan version. Yeah. Um, a uh, Johnny Cash version of the Nine Inch Nails song, Hurt. Do you know that? No. Dig it out. You, you, uh, this one you will have heard. She's not there. Zombies. Now, yeah, zombies, but Santana, yeah. Yeah. I've done a punk version of it, I think, in the late 70s, one of the UK subs as well. No, that, that's um, the Santana version is really good. It's a great song. It's, it is a great song. Reason to Believe I've got, which is Rod Stewart. It was the originally the A side of the Maggie May single, but right. Maggie May was getting the airplay, so they they made that the A side. Extensively, uh, because that's a great song. Oh, superb! And it's the Reason to Believe is also a good song. Yeah, uh, that was Tim Harding's song. We've mentioned handbags and glad rags. I had that written yeah. down here. I, I, I Three of my Beatles songs there: rock and roll music, Berry song, Money. That's what I want. And please, Mr. Postman, all great three rocking versions. Please, and Mr. Man, Postman, money, that was done by Carpenters, wasn't it? Please, Mr. Postman was also done by the Carpenters, yeah, which could was. have been another version, but I, I do prefer the Beatles, funnily yeah. enough, even though I do like the Carpenters. Now, Money was also covered by the Flying Lizards. Uh, really? Again, completely different version. No, I, don't. I, uh, I, I think I've probably heard it, but I can't the, the Mighty Quinn have done Mama Told Me Not To Come, Three Dog Night, Randy Newman yeah. song. I, I uh, a couple of um, no, uh, knocking on heaven's door, Clapton's uh, Dylan's song, oh. and of course, um, Eric Clapton. Knocking on heaven's door, didn't Bob Marley and the Whalers do that as well? They could have done, which brings me neatly on to I Shot the Sheriff, which of course was a Bob Marley song. Oh, it was, maybe it's no, that's no, I'm getting confused. That's right, it's off. That's the, right, it's and it's Eric Clapton, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 Lucy in the Sky. Um, uh, we can't go on all day with these, but um, uh, I've got Man Who Sold the World here. What, the Nirvana version? Got the Nirvana version, but of course, Lulu did a very good version. She of that did as she well. Did version of it. Yeah, yeah. And David she Bowie did. was actually playing the sax on that record and was on the well, back he gave of the Isn't this another one that he gave to her? I think you're right, yeah. In 74, I think it was. Uh, the Black Crows did a good version of Otis Redding's Hard to Handle as well. Uh, before we disappear, oh, no. there were a couple of others others mentioned, and I'd better give them a mention as well. Um, what have we got? Uh, got the just, uh, da, 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 da. Bob. Actually, Shaggy mentioned this too, but Marilyn Manson. I, I'm never a huge fan of Marilyn Manson. I'm, to be not, honest, a but, total, I'm not a total fan. In fact, but I they, think they did a few versions, a few good cover versions. Things like Sweet Dreams Are Made Of This, the oh. Eurythmic song. Um, 
and suicide is painless, which is also covered by the Manic Street Preachers. It is, yeah. They also did You're So Vain. Sorry, Shaggy? You're So Vain, he also did fantastically. You did? Oh, what, Marilyn Manson? Well, there you go. It's another cover version. With Johnny Depp. With Johnny Depp playing drums. Oh, really? The Simon version of that is in my all-time top ten, so uh, I'm not... uh, you're so vain, it's brilliant song. It is a brilliant song. But, you know, it's a different version than I, I'm guessing. I'm going to have to dig some of these out. Um, a couple more mentioned was Dear Prudence by Susie and the Banshees, which, of course, is the Beatles song. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's nice. That's and good. I'm not sure we should allow this one, but Our Lips Are Sealed by the Go-Go's, which, to my mind, is co-written, I think, by Jane Wheatley of the Go-Go's, but also Terry Hall of the Specials. Yeah. Right. And Fun Boy Three, and Fun Boy Three did a version of Our Lips Are Sealed as well, so they both came out. I think probably the Go Go's came out first. Mm-hmm. That was a big hit in the states. Probably wasn't as massive a hit here, but the Fun Boy Three version was big. Yeah, yeah, I remember the Fun Boy Three version. Oh, so many cover versions, aren't there? We can't do them all. Oh, Back in the Night, Graham Parker and the Tramps for a cover of that song. So is but is that a Graham Parker song or a Tramp song? No, it's not a Graham Parker song. The right. Tramps came out with it first. So right. uh, that, yeah, the Graham Parker version is absolutely fantastic. He's dynamite live. Absolutely I, brilliant. I don't want to talk about it. Right, Rod well, Stewart. Everyone thinks it's a Rod Stewart song. No. Well, isn't but but that's because everybody thinks that Sailing is a Rod Stewart song, but it's not. Mm-hmm. It's the Sullivan Brothers and Quiver. It's uh yeah, it's a Gavin Sutherland song. That's true. Well, a lot of these Rod songs like that. But actually, yeah. Everything But The Girl did a good version of I Don't Want to Talk About It as well. Yeah. Um, but in fact, that's a Crazy Horse song. What? Neil Young's Crazy Horse? Yeah, I Don't Want to Talk About It. It was written by Danny Witten. Is it? Yeah. Wow, amazed. I'm giving you some info here, aren't I, that you didn't You're giving me that's loads, mate, I'll tell you. I'm that's gonna good. To, I'm going to have to listen back three times to get myself a party. And, and talking of Notting Hill, I do love Elvis Costello's version of She, which actually yeah, closes out the, the film, yeah, which is yeah. what, as we used to call him, Charles Asner voice. Yeah, Charles uh, Asner. In, in 1974, we had a big hit with that. No, um, uh, right, we better, we better draw a line under this, otherwise it will be... Um, well, Nick will be back if we're not careful. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, well, yeah, thanks. It's been, it's been great. I mean, I, I'm fun. definitely going to have to dig out some of these songs that you mentioned. Oh, um, yeah, you're going to have to. You, you before we to go. go to Anna, Anna Popovich and Joanne Shaw Taylor and Greenslaves. They're the three you've got to go for. I've made a note of it. I've made so many notes here that I will, I will be looking <laughs> these all up. I do like a, a bit a bit to, to look into all this stuff after we've talked about them uh, if I don't know them um, so this podcast episode 18 will be um, available on the uh, Off The Record Facebook page and the CBW Productions uh, Facebook page as well uh, also will be posted over the weekend to uh, Anchor uh, Google Podcasts Breaker Radio Public Pocket Casts Spotify and as Nick would say the BBC. He, he's he's going to feel like he's here when he says that. <laughs> so, uh, thanks again, uh, Pete, Proggy Pete, Stinky Pete, whatever you want to be called. Probably more like Prog Pete, probably probably better than Stinky. Uh, <laughs> um, 
so yeah thanks a lot and uh hope to get you back on one day maybe when nick's nick's back as well yeah and we, we can talk about some other stuff he'll like a lot of the stuff that you've mentioned today too mm-hmm. and so i think that about completes everything so um Marvelous. so that team's finished so it's a good night from me and it's a good night from him ah not off not thank off. you very thanks very much <laughs> cheers See you.